with the Lord. So, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that. And, of course, Nathan, you and I, we've been actually talking about uh, this incredible subject of God's angelic uh, uh, angels in the book of Revelation and also their involvement in Bible prophecy as well as in our personal lives. And as we look at the book of Revelation last week, uh, you were taking us through the uh, trumpet judgments as these angelic beings were proclaiming uh, the events that were going to unfold here in the book of Revelation. But Nathan, maybe someone was not tuned into last week's program. Wanted to see if maybe you will be able to recap for us there, Revelation 8, verse 12. We were talking there on the fourth uh, trumpet, and uh, after the third and fourth trumpets, and maybe you can recap for us that for someone who just tuned in, what was going on there when that trumpet was blown? Certainly. As we're going through our series, we're trying to study the angels of Revelation, God's messengers. There's 72 references in the New King James Version to angels. So it's amazing in Revelation, God kind of peels back the, the veil that separates the uh, human world and the spiritual world. We get to see that how much angels are involved in the works that God is doing and God will be doing in Revelation. For instance, there are 21 judgments in Revelation, divided into seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven bowls. And of those trumpet judgments, in other words, they're called trumpet judgments because an angel is given a trumpet and each one blows the, the horn and the God's wrath of that particular judgment comes out upon the world. So the fourth trumpet judgment uh, the fourth angel sounds, and the third of the sun is struck, the third of the moon, the third of the stars, so the third of them are darkened, and the third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. So here we're seeing that the fourth trumpet judgment as an example of the angels serving the Lord, and they strike a third of the light, so that during the seven-year tribulation that's coming upon the world that Revelation talks about, that a third of the light begins, so of course you'll have the days shorter, the nights will be darker, and that's the judgment upon the world that God gives through the fourth trumpet judgment angel. Nathan, and you know, and that's why when we look at these incredible scenes, we see these angelic beings proclaiming these things. And I mean, I, I, I think we talked about this last week. Sometimes we take certain things for granted. Uh, light, for instance, the day, uh, the, the, the wonders of the beautiful mornings. And here, the Bible talks about one third <laughs> of the things are going to be darkened. I mean, that's just unreal. Can you imagine for years on it, we're not talking about you know, just a day. It appears here that this is a judgment that continues on through the tribulation. And there's another verse that references that says, if the Lord did not shorten the days, that mankind would annihilate themselves. I'm paraphrasing. And so here we see that the Lord shortens the day period as not only as judgment to show his power and might over the people of the earth, but so that they will not stop killing themselves all day long. Because by this point, we know that half the world population will be dead from the previous judgments, the different wars, the famines, the pestilence that comes, or the sickness that comes after such wars. And so here God is trying to get people's attention, and he uses the angels as his instrument to uh, release his judgments on the world. That's amazing. And you know, Nathan, and, and, and that's why as we see these events beginning to unfold, uh, some will say, man, uh, th this is bad. It, th this is, uh, is this as bad as it can get? But we realize it's only uh, uh, the beginning in a sense, Nathan, because as you take us through chapter 9, we still see more things beginning to unfold as these angelic beings come forth and uh, blow these trumpets. Will you be able to take us, Nathan, through chapter 9 as well? Certainly, certainly. Well, as we go through the chart of judgment, they, after the fourth trumpet sounds, uh, we actually stay in verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 13. We see, and I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, 
saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blast of the trumpets of the three angels who are about to sound. So here we got another angel. He's flying around in the midst of the heavens, in other words, the atmosphere. And he's saying, Woe, 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 one woe for each of the three remaining trumpet judgments. And it's interesting that here we've got an angel warning people that the judgments to come are worse than the judgments that we just read. Wow. Read the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments. We're talking about a third of the world's uh, water being destroyed, both fresh and salt. We're talking about a third of the vegetation around the earth being destroyed. And so these are pretty terrible judgments. So now we're getting to Revelation 9, and all of a sudden we have an angel sent particularly to warn people, hey, these next three judgments are even worse. It's that hard. It's, you know, possible to believe. Wow. And, you know, Nathan, and, and that's why when we, we encourage people as they're watching this program and as they're listening to this program that we want them to also recognize uh, the urgency in the times in which we're living in. I mean, we, people think that the times in which we're living in are bad, right, Nathan? We have some famines, we have droughts, and we, have, and we do have some legit problems, but it's nothing to compare with what's going to happen in the tribulation. No, nothing. Uh, you know, you get people who say that we're living in the tribulation now. Uh, they, uh, wow, they totally underestimate the strength of the ferocity of the judgment of the tribulation. Yes, things are bad now. We have wars, we have ISIS marching around, slaughtering Christians left and right. We have immorality, the month, the one up in the fall. I mean, terrible things are going on, and yet it's nothing compared to what's going to happen in Revelation. So, yes. I can't even imagine living in such a scenario where a third of the world is destroyed up to this point, where half the world population has been killed in a war, where the entire world is run by a one-world government, mm. a one-world dictator. I mean, it's, it's a totally different reality than the life we're living now. Right. And that, that is amazing. And Nathan, and, and, and we see here again as these angels, they're blowing these trumpets, and uh, here it talks about the, the, the fifth angel we're following. Uh, the sequence, and it just, uh, it's almost like the whole world uh, is being turned upside down uh, to the point that also we know that certain of these catastrophes are, are destroying, I mean, every living thing that people are going to depend on for food, uh, whether it's water, uh, the cycle of the earth is going to be changed, as you told us in uh, Revelation chapter 7 there, uh, these angelic being holding back the four winds of the earth, and now we get into chapter 9, and we see again uh, uh, this horrific uh, uh, fallen angels, in a sense, demonic angels, come into the scene. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a complete shift. We've been seeing that the angels that serve the Lord, the two-thirds of the angels that stayed with the Lord, a third of rebelled. And now we're shifting from uh, where we're seeing that the angels of the Lord bringing the judgments, where God releases demonic realm to as a judgment. So even though the demons are against God, they're fighting God, they try everything they can to stop God, really they're on a short leash because they can't do anything unless God allows it. And so we get to the fifth trumpet judgment, and this is where God releases a demonic army. Well, I just better read it, brother. Yeah. It is, it is detailed here. It says, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. As he opened the bottomless pit, the smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. 
They're commanded not to harm the craft of the earth with any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their forehead. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. Now, it goes on, but that's a lot to cover, so maybe we can pick this one apart. Death? <laughs> I think you've given us a whole movie there, Nathan. The one that's playing behind me is nothing compared to the one you just gave us. It could be a whole movie. Uh, you know, it's amazing. So here we got this, it's called a star that falls to the earth, but it also gives them him a pronoun, and it's given a key. So we're not talking about a real star, we're talking about an angel. So here we have, God sends another angel down, likely the fifth trumpet, judgment angel, and he's given us a key to this bottomless pit. Now this is the bottomless pit we read about, that's uh, where Satan right. one day be cast. It's also a pit that divides uh, Hades or the afterlife between a place called Torments, where the people who rejected Jesus Christ go now, and where Paradise used to be, where the Old Testament saints were before Jesus died on the cross, and then they could go when he died to heaven. So it's a big, complicated subject there. But anyway, there's this great chasm or pit that separates the two realms. But in that pit, God has stored a demonic army. Now, I don't know why these demons aren't roaming the earth like the many demons are now. Maybe these are the worst of them at all, but they have the form of, of uh, scorpions. Now, we read earlier how many angels have different shapes and sizes. They're right. Blonde, curly-haired guys in white. <laughs> you know, beautiful white angel, feathery wings. They, they come in all sorts of sizes, shapes, some act of nature, some animal some uh, man, but here we've got this great horde of locust-looking demons come out of the earth, and they're given power. And what are they given power to do? They're given power to torment mankind. Now, as we've been reading through the judgments through Revelation, uh, the judgments apply both to believers and unbelievers alike, because when you're on the earth, the third of the earth is damaged, and that affects everybody. Uh, these are the people who are left behind after the rapture of the church, and they've accepted Jesus, but uh, they now have to live through the tribulation. This judgment is so bad that God feels, uh, when it says there's a seal of God on the forehead, in other words, only the angels can see that there's a seal on the forehead of God's people where they're protected from this type of torment from the demons. Now, Nathan, that, that is just uh, amazing because uh, we, we see here that, uh, you know, I, I love the pictures of individuals trying to put together uh, what this scene is. And I'm sure you've seen all sorts of pictures out there in the Internet, but it, uh, it's almost like out of a movie. But yet the Bible tells us, I don't know, Nathan, maybe this is why I feel that they get the movie Zombies, right? <laughs> I, you know, I laugh, but you're right. I mean, it, it's just like in a zombie apocalypse in a way. These are demons that are, are just so terrible that they've actually been stored in this pit. They haven't inflicted mankind. Maybe, maybe they were on earth before the flood and the Lord got rid of them then, but at some point in time, these, these demons were sealed in this pit, and God gives this angel a key to open the pit. It's like smoke pours out of this pit, and these locust-like demons come out and they, they afflict mankind, and they're even given a time limit, only five months. But right. the thing of their, whatever they do, if they have like a thing that looks like a scorpion, or they are actually scorpion-like, that the thing doesn't kill a man, 
but it makes it so that they wish they could die. They cannot die, and it is speculated that during these five months, could be that nobody dies during these five months. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, think about that. I mean, Nathan, that's just something that, that is really, I mean, mind-boggling. You know, when we see accidents and car accidents or people trying to commit suicide and you see their bodies and they're all mangled. And, and, and yet, the Bible says that, in a sense, uh, death takes a vacation, right? <laughs> well, it's one way to look at it. You know, maybe the believers in Christ are protected. Maybe they die naturally. But when you've got at least three and a half years so far... Uh, I think we're up to about the middle of the tribulation. And uh, you've got everybody dying. Half the world's population died by this point. And then all of a sudden, for five months, nobody died, but they all wish they were dead? I mean, that is some serious, serious juju. Absolutely. And you know, Nathan, that's why we believe that for death to a Christian is actually a promotion. You know, Nathan? And, and, and yeah. we realize that when our spirit is released, those of us who have trusted in Jesus, what a beautiful thing. Uh, that is, but imagine having to live uh, mangled uh, through this situation, and, and, and it's just incredible, and obviously we know here this is primarily pointing really to unbelievers, and then that's not bad enough, but once they're done because they haven't trusted in God, their whole eternity is going to be of torment and suffering. Well, the people know, I mean, by this point, everybody on earth knows there is a God. There's yeah. Jesus Christ needs to choose him or to choose the one world leader, the Antichrist, and his master Satan. It's not nobody knows or nobody understands. Or who's this Jesus? They know. Yes. Uh, there's been the preaching of the two witnesses in Jerusalem. There's 144,000 evangelists. There's a gospel angel spreading the gospel throughout the planet. There's the judgments of God. There's all the materials that we've left behind to help people with coming. You and I, right now, are telling people what's going to happen. Exactly. The Bible says, and they can hear this, and they can know what's coming ahead. And yet... By the fifth trumpet judgment, we've got the tormenting of mankind. They're seeing that people won't die for five months. I mean, this is amazing stuff. And this, you would think, is the climax of the tribulation. It couldn't get worse. Right. And as we'll read later, it does get worse. Wow. And, and that's why, Nathan, as we look at these angelic beings, these mighty angels proclaiming these judgments that are coming, uh, again, now we move also from these, uh, uh, this trumpet uh, judgment. Uh, now we get into the next one there, also in that same chapter. And again, we see more demonic-like creatures coming on the scene. Can you talk to us about that, Nathan? Well, it goes on in uh, the fifth trumpet judgment to explain what they look like. And uh, what they look like is crazy. Some try to say, well, this explains helicopters. Now, these are the black helicopters. You know, there's the props on the, the top of the, the uh, blades or, or like the hair that spins around and like, ooh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it says, the shape of the locusts, in other words, these humans were like horses prepared for battle, and on their heads were crowns and something like that, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running the battle. They had tails like scorpions, and they were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And here, this, this is fascinating. They have a king. They, and they had a, a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. Now, this is interesting because we know that Satan or Lucifer is the head angel that had demon over all of the demonic realm. Right. But there is another demon, almost a lieutenant, you could say, 
his name is Abaddon, or Apollyon, or where they get Apollo, and he is the king of these demonic hordes that come out of this pit. And he's something to be greatly feared, and you wonder if he doesn't almost rival Satan in his abilities and his power, but God had him locked away all this time to be released to be a king demon over these demons as a, a general, so to speak, that afflicts mankind for five months during this uh, particular judgment. And of course, and Nathan, this makes so much perfect sense because Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that we are in a battle and there's different levels of demonic activities as well as angelic activities. And here, that's what you're describing to us. Oh, exactly. I, mean, I think we've got all the way to the, the basically the grunt angels. Uh, I wonder if not many of them are insane because when they possess people, they, they see them insane. Uh, think about the... Jesus uh, traveled over the lake, and there was a demoniac there, and he was like a wild man. And so we've got ones, I think, demons that have probably been driven mad from their sin over the eons. But then we also have them all the way up to generals, smart, calculating, fierce, powerful, and uh, they lead armies. And so they have a hierarchy system just like mankind has a hierarchy Absolutely. And here, of course, you know, it gives us the name, it gives us the description. Uh, it talks about the name in the Hebrew and also the name in the Greek. And we know that uh, there's a lot of different gods that people used to worship uh, there in Athens in the book of Acts. Paul writes to us. And, and here uh, we see this Greek and, and even Hebrew names. Yeah, and it's very rare that the Bible gives us the name of an angel. I mean, obviously we know that Lucifer, which actually means light bearer. So right. Pronounce them right. We know about Michael, who's the head of God's armies. We know about uh, Gabriel, who's the messenger of God. But, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, so here also we've got Satan, and now we've got Abaddon, or Apollyon. So we know that there's another name. So we're given four names. Now, there's a lot of non-biblical books, uh, uh, pseudo-biblical books and things like that that name demons and right. angels. And we can't take those seriously because they're right. a lot of it's uh, fiction or, or based on but it's fictitious, but those are about it for the four angels that, uh, I mean, maybe you can remember more, but I'm pretty sure those are the only four who we are giving names. Absolutely. And well, Nathan, and hopefully as we continue making our way through God's, these incredible angelic beings, we'll, we'll continue to uncover that because it's just so much information here that when you start to uh, look at it closely, you come to realize, wow, there, there's just so much in, these, uh, in, in this chapter. But Nathan, you're absolutely right. We find here that these are events that are going to unfold in the future, uh, sometime in, in, the, in the near future, we're not sure, but we do know that before these events occur, a greater event is going to occur, and that is going to be the rapture of the church. So, Nathan, anyone that puts their trust in Christ really doesn't have to fear this. Well said. We're talking about a terrible time of tribulation. I mean, this is horrific. You imagine living through it, but uh, as Christians today in this church age, the Lord promises to take us off this earth 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4, to take us off this earth to heaven so that we do not have to endure the tribulation. So Amen. So if you've accepted Jesus as Savior, that you don't have to go through this time. Uh, even better, your sins are forgiven. You can live eternally with Jesus Christ. But if you've rejected God, your sins remain on you. The sentence of death is on you. Your future is not only the tribulation, That's but right. eternity and hell. So it is no reason to delay you. Jesus Christ today. He is giving you that free gift. He wants you to accept him and be saved. Mm, excellent. Well put, Nathan. And that's why we are, again, 
sharing with you, those that are watching, those that are listening, take advantage of the wonderful opportunities that are set before you, and that is the, uh, God's Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And we pray that today you will turn to Christ. And well, Nathan, believe it or not, we ran out of time for the first segment uh, of our program, but it's great to have you on the first segment of the program, Nathan. And just exciting things are coming are going to come in the second segment. So thank you so much for joining me for the first segment. Thank you for having me on, brother. Excellent. For those of you that are watching and listening, we will be right back as we continue to talk about God's mighty angels in the book of Revelation. We'll be right back. Nick Patisa, Nathan Jones. 